This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 121, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of virtual tutoring. And I have a guest with me today, Leah Bose. Welcome, Leah. Hi, Meryl. Thanks for having me. So Leah and I go back a long time. Um, we actually uh, belong to the same homeschool group. And when our kids were growing up and when we were homeschooling and um, she's one of my co-coaches in Science Olympiad. And then she, over the years, she's taught in co-ops and started tutoring, uh, doing ACT tutoring in spe- specifically, but obviously what she's going to talk about today would apply to any type of tutoring. And um, now Leah actually is the ACT tutor for Funder Funder Academy, our show sponsor. I will have a link to her classes um, well, she has one-on-one sessions. I'll have, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And she also has a blog post on Funder Funder Academy about some ACT tips and tricks. And you can go and check that out after the show too. So Leah, let's get straight into tutoring. As I said, you know, Leah does ACT tutoring, but this really can apply to any type. So before the pandemic, how are you doing most of your tutoring? Um, prior to the pandemic, most of my tutoring was in person. I'd have to say probably 10 to 15 or maybe 20% was virtual. And then since March 2020? <laughs> well, it's definitely shifted since last March. Uh, there were actually times where I had 100% was virtual, obviously, with the situation with COVID. But right now, it's it's basically flipped from what it was last year. I have probably 70 to 80% that are virtual and 20 to 30% that are in person. So it's it's pretty much the reverse of last year. So when you're tutoring, what platform do you use and what all can you do on it? Okay, so I settled for Zoom. I did try a couple of the other platforms that were out there, but I found that Zoom was the one that best fit in the needs that I had. So the one of the tools that I use on there is the whiteboard. And I typically use that very similarly to when I meet with a with a student in person. I can I will write out some of the basic tips or formulas if it's math or what have you on the whiteboard. And um, because we're virtual, the student can take a screenshot of that if they don't want to take notes as we're going along and they can have that to reference in the future. And then I also am able to screen share so from the student's perspective, I can give them the ability to screen share so that they can show me how they're working out a problem. And that especially helps with math in in that situation. And then I can also share a screen with them. And typically what I do with that is I, I pull up the ACT test that we're working on or an additional test if I need some extra examples or want them to work through a couple extra problems to make sure that they're getting the Um, topic that we're talking about. And then also sometimes I will pull up a video. I've discovered with math that um, everybody has a different way of learning it. And so sometimes 
the way that I'm thinking through a problem may not work for a student. And I can often find videos that I can share with them where somebody explains it in a different way that helps it click for them. So I use it that way as well. And then the when the form is pulled up, I can actually write and annotate all over it. And there's different colors available. And that's really helpful with the geometry type problems because I can outline the different angles of the triangle and, and that type of thing. So it's it's very compatible with what I do in person. Um, so I really I really like the Zoom platform. It's it's amazing how far technology has come that you can almost be as if you're sitting side by side because that to me was always the thing you know if you're virtual tutoring you know I, I like to sort of sit next to a student if I'm trying to mm -hmm. teach them something and you know write on the paper they're writing on but of course from what you're describing you can do that all virtually now so yes. it doesn't yeah. matter if you're many miles apart so what do you see as the limitations of virtual tutoring both for yourself as a tutor and also for the students well I Actually, along the lines of what you were just saying, for me personally, I, I love meeting with the students in person. I just enjoy that interaction um, and just that experience in that particular environment. Um, as you know, for Science Olympiad, we've had to go virtual this year, too. And I know that's something that's kind of killed both of us is <laughs> not being right. with the kids. So I, I was kind of hesitant to try the whole virtual thing because I just didn't think I could experience that with students. Um, but I was wrong. <laughs> I can, I've actually um, had a lot of fun with the kids virtually, and um, that's that's been a surprise for me. As as far as the students go, uh, it's probably my more introverted or um, anxiety students that I, I was worried about that might have a limitation with the online tutoring. And I, again, I was surprised that that's really not the case. That maybe they might take an extra you know, session or two to kind of get comfortable with me in the virtual environment versus in person, but they've all come around. So it really hasn't been the limitation that I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to just reach out and, you know, give a kid a hug or a tap them on the, the hand or something and, and just kind of encourage them and let them know, you know, I'm here to help you. And, you know, we're going to do this together type thing. And I just didn't think I would be able to do that virtually. But fortunately, I've, I've, I've been able to, to get over that that hurdle that I thought was a hurdle. So um, I, I, I know, like you asked me what limitations, but I just, I don't really see it as a limitation like I anticipated when I first went into it. Right, it's, it's yeah, that's it's amazing, as I said, just how, how much one can actually do virtually, um, even if it's not our first choice. Yes. <laughs> What are the benefits do you see of virtual tutoring over in-person tutoring? Scheduling, definitely scheduling. Um, prior to the pandemic, when most of my tutoring was in person, I, I had some students because they're so crammed these days with, with everything they have going on, all the extracurricular activities with sports, academics, and, and just family things. I, I had some students that literally could not find a consistent day and time to meet. So they were constantly having to change each week. And um, I, I'm very much a type A type person. So that would kind of drive me crazy because I, I just didn't know, you know, like, are we meeting Tuesday at two or will it be Wednesday at three? And, and sometimes it was very last minute, but I'm not seeing those problems now with, with the virtual setting. And um I think part of that is because the students don't have to allow for the travel time mm -hmm. to go 
back and forth. So it allows them more flexibility with their schedule. And um, in fact, some of my local students now actually are doing more of a hybrid situation. So they come to the house when they can, but if the, it's a particularly heavy week because of extracurriculars or they have tests or something like that, we'll actually do a virtual session instead of in-person session. And then um, the other thing I've discovered is in the past, sometimes somebody would have to cancel or move something because a sibling had a, a doctor's appointment or had to be somewhere and you know they couldn't drive and all that kind of stuff. And with the virtual setting, you know, this older student can stay at home and still do the tutoring session, or sometimes they have a hotspot available with their Wi-Fi, or they can use the Wi-Fi of where they're going. And I've even had students that have continued tutoring while on vacation, whereas when we were pretty much just in person, we would just skip that week. You know, I'd give them some extra right. stuff. Some kids would do it, some wouldn't. But now I, I actually have kids that when they're traveling, we continue to um, keep our regular date. So scheduling has definitely um, improved. There's more flexibility with that. So that's a huge benefit, I think. Another benefit that I could just think is that as a, as a parent, um, you can find a tutor anywhere in the country. So whatever you're looking for, you know, you, you, you're not just stuck with um, somebody in driving distance anymore. Yes. So finally, what advice would you give to someone who's considering signing up their children for virtual tutoring? Well, again, we've been together too long, Meryl, because <laughs> going along with what you just said, you have access to tutors from all over the country through virtual tutoring. So I think that means you can be choosy. With in-person tutoring, you're kind of limited to those in the pool of you know, tutors available to you in, the, in that environment. But online, you could evaluate a larger number of tutors and, and basically find you know, the tutor um, that's the right fit for you know, your child. So I would encourage you to explore those options. The, the other thing I would do is encourage you to speak with the tutor before beforehand if possible. I know I've talked with a couple moms who th their children have been in different tutoring environments, usually with these larger companies. And I don't want to, you know, bash anyone, but a lot of times I guess what happens in those situations, and I'm sure they're all different, is that they're just assigned a particular tutor. So um, if I were doing this for my child, I would want to talk with the tutor beforehand. And I think you can just kind of get a good feel for where their heart is on that, um, whether their interest is really in helping your child or it might be more about just having another student to add you know, to the pool type thing. So I, I would definitely take advantage of the option that you have of you know, choosing a tutor from anywhere in the country and, and definitely try and speak with that tutor before you get started. So that, that would be the advice that I would have. Okay. Well, thanks very much. I think that should hopefully be helpful to people who are considering it, who haven't done it. You can see that I think that um, it's likely to be successful and there's so many good reasons and there aren't really any negative reasons for not trying out virtual tutoring. So if you do try out virtual tutoring, whether it's ACT, math, English, or whatever else it is, and you have success, won't you come and share who you're using and why it was successful in our podcast um, community on Facebook. It's the Homeschooling with Technology community. Come along there, drop in and um, let us know how it's going. Do remember to give us a rating and review if you have a minute, wherever you are getting your podcasts, that really helps other people to find us too. So thanks, Leah, so much for coming in today. Thank you, Meryl. And I will see you all 
next week, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.